0: The What's up Grace Church hope you guys are doing great uh, hey everybody online so glad you guys are connecting with us and I want to wish a happy Father's Day uh, to every, everybody like happy Father's Day to all you dads like I'm so proud so excited for you guys we have incredible men uh, in our church in our community incredible leaders and we're so thankful for you we get to celebrate you uh, just as amazing and, and, and significant and and as I was like praying about Father's Day right it's a big deal it's a something I've been celebrating for 18 years and and but I, I did want want to just share a a moment, like my heart uh, goes out to to single moms. If you have full custody, of your kids and you're a single mom like I want to tell you like God meets you in that place he sees you he sees your kids he intervenes he's a Heavenly Father you can celebrate Father's Day your kids can celebrate because they have a Heavenly Dad that loves them amazingly and so I'm, I just want to encourage you with that and so I know for me just as a dad I I have those proud dad moments uh, at different points in times but usually the biggest uh, proud dad moments are, are when my sons do something for their mom like, that's just kind of how it works when they, when they carry the groceries, or they carry her computer bag when she comes home from work, or they, they sweep the floor, or like something like that. When they do something for her, like, that just, those are some of my proud. Uh, moments and, and man, I just, I just am excited about it being father 's Day and celebrating all you dads. Uh, and I also just I 'm excited about this series. This has been an incredible series for us as a church we 're in a study in the book of Ephesians, uh, and we 're going to be taking a look at Ephesians chapter three in a minute. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up there, open up your Bible app uh, to Ephesians three. But when you look at the book of Ephesians, it was written by the Apostle Paul uh, right around sixty a d And the thing that's interesting is he writes this letter to the church in Ephesus during a time when he himself is in prison. I mean, he's in a dungeon writing, and God is using him despite the fact that he's in a horrific place. Uh, And man, and, and I just, I have fully, fully enjoyed preaching. The first two chapters, they, they've been powerful. I hope that they've been significant for you. Uh, but when you look at the book of Ephesians, uh, it, is, it is kind of broken up into two different sections. The first three chapters are written specifically for our identity in Christ, where we can identify who we are. And then chapters four through six, they're more about what we do. Uh, and, and the reason that's, that's so important is because we must address our identity. We must know who we are first then that translates into our behaviors and, and what we do. And so for us as a church, for me as a pastor, uh, you know, we really try and find a balance in our messages and series where we balance preaching about the unconditional love and our response to God's love. Uh, because what we do never determines God's level of love for us. The, the amount that he loves us never changes It's always 100%. He loves us, and so as a result of that love, we have this amazing opportunity to follow his son, to follow Christ, to to live biblically moral lives. That's hugely important uh, that we can grab a hold of and, and take and apply in our lives because God is a perfect heavenly father, and he never withholds anything from us. And so maybe for you, maybe your dad withheld some things, or maybe your mom, right, maybe they withheld some things, and, and they only gave you compliments when you did something right or you did something good, or, or they only gave you attention when you did something bad, you know, that just kind of that negative attention. And so parents, grandparents, uh, we need to be telling our kids and grandkids that we love them, you know, that we're proud of them. Like even when they do something wrong, we can tell our kids we're proud of them, right? So, so when your little guy's sitting, sitting in his high chair and he takes his green beans and he looks at you and he goes, not eating these. I'm so proud of you throwing your green beans on the floor. Like, oh, oh, you got another speeding ticket. I'm so proud of you, you fast driver. Like you're, you're, you're getting to where you need to get. So we're just, you know, right? We can tell our kids that we're proud of them. Regardless of what they do, and yes, I'm being very sarcastic, um, but man, today we're going to be diving into Ephesians 3, talking about who we are in God and, and, and who he is, and so I just, I feel like for us as a church and as people following Jesus, if we can help others to know God's nature, right, to understand his nature and who he is, I just think that that's transformative, Uh, Because people are looking for a heavenly dad to have that connection with him. And so we can have that closeness uh, with him, that intimacy that we long for and desire. Because God is the one that gives us our calling. He gives us our purpose. And we want to have purpose. He's the one that exposes that to us and for us. And so let's take a look at the book of Ephesians chapter 3 starting in verse 10. This is what Paul writes. He says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church. Everybody say the church. The church, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety and all the unseen rulers and authority in heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so the first thing that we've got to identify is that we're the church Right? If, if you're connected with, with God, if you're connected with him, we're the church. Uh, if you're watching online and you have, have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're following him, you're part of the church. We're the church together. We have to understand that we're part of God's plan, all united together as the church. And so in verse 12, he continues. It says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence Do you understand what that means? Like we're the church. God lays out this plan for us. And now as a result, we can approach God with confidence, with freedom, right? Without guilt, without shame, not dragging that into our relationship with him, but we can do that. So who can do this? Like as this scripture, when you read this, who can? And the reality is anyone, addict, prostitute, churchgoer, anyone who declares faith in Christ, in Jesus as their Lord, has access to the throne of Almighty God. Any person. A few times over my life, I've had this great opportunity to be a VIP. Like, I don't know if you've been a VIP before, uh, but they give you the lanyard, and they give you kind of that, that little thing that, that shows, that it maybe has your picture on, or it's a special pass. You know, backstage pass, and so I've had an opportunity at some different, you know, national events, big sporting events, uh, where, where I've I've been a VIP, and I'll tell you what, like I walk a little bit different, you know, when I when I've got my lanyard on, you know, I'm like, yep. VIP, like, I get in there, I have access there, and and usually there's, you know, really nice food and buffet and a carving station and, you know, just a great view of whatever it is that you're there for, and and I just, I don't know if you've experienced that before, but I feel significant, like, I feel like a big deal, you know, and people should recognize me and and who I am, And, and I just, the reason I share that story is because I feel like we take our access to God for granted. I feel like we should be overwhelmed with gratitude, just going, hey, God gave me a lanyard. He gave me VIP access to his throne room, and I get to hang out and talk with him anytime I want. And so one of the indicators of our connection with God, our closeness with him, can be exposed in our prayer life. You know, h- how active is your prayer life right now? How close, like in the intimacy, in your conversation with the Lord? What's that like? Because we speak differently to people that we feel like we have this connection with, that we're close with. And so I just want to challenge you with that. I, I just, that's an amazing level of access that God gives to us. And so let's continue in what Paul unveils as he talks about, as he lays out a prayer, as he prays for the church in Ephesus and for us. In this time, so in verse 14, Paul writes, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And so I just believe that sometimes we should be praying fall to our knees type prayers. I just feel like everything going on in our life, you know, in our situation, we should be coming before God, falling down and saying, God, I'm so thankful I worship you. God, I'm, I'm desperate for you. And so Paul knows, Paul, Paul talks about this and how he prayed like this, and, and he knows that God knows everything. God's in control of everything. Paul grasped that. He got it. He understood, and he, he understood about the, the infinite power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, can, can we really comprehend that? I mean, Paul is getting, he's saying, hey, we should understand this. And then in this, in those verses, he said, I want to pray that you would have inner strength. How many of you have needed inner strength before? Like just about all of us, right? I mean, come on. Any time in our lives where we're going through something that's really, really difficult, we need inner strength. So what do we need that strength for? It's for the challenges that we face when we're, when we're facing failures, and we know we failed, we let somebody down, or we experience rejection in our life, and we're not sure what we're going to do, where are we going to turn? God gives us that inner strength that we can sustain. Any, for, for business leaders, business owners, anytime you're making tough business decisions, right, this is a difficult economic time in our nation, tough, difficult business decisions, where does that come from? Inner strength that God can give to us, wisdom from him he also gives us that strength so we can avoid resentment in our life because resentment will come in and take the root of bitterness the miscarriage that you and your spouse experience that's hard it's so difficult god gives us that inner strength anytime we have difficulty in our relationships man hostility in marriages or with our kids or things aren't going right at home Man, I I just, those are difficult things to walk through. And then when you take that understanding of inner strength and you apply it spiritually, right? The Holy Spirit comes in and we have those spiritual battles that we face, that we recognize. We look at our spouse and our spouse is not the enemy. The devil is trying to creep in into our marriage. Like our, our, our business partners, not the enemy. The, uh, and sometimes we wonder if they are, but I mean, gosh, we, we just, the, the devil tries to creep in in and, and, and different ways. He's, he schemes and has tactics. But God, but God Almighty gives us access to him in his throne room. I, th- I just, I feel like that should change us in who we are. And Paul continues in verse 17. And he says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts and you will trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So understanding who we are in Christ brings the maturity that we long for, like the the spiritual maturity that we feel like we should have. So when we have that in our life, we should be able to trust Right, Spiritual maturity is trusting God despite our circumstances. Even though we don't see the, the, the answer or have the solution that's, n- that's not right in front of us, we still have the ability to trust and believe, don't we? Where that's the aspect of faith and it's coming out and inside of us. And, and so it's deep roots that we might be able to persevere in the midst of our struggle. So when we're going through suffering... And we're sacrificing those deep roots, allow us to, to sustain and persevere. Because whenever you and I want breakthrough, right, if we want breakthrough in our lives, in our spiritual life, it will require some type of sacrifice. That's inevitable. Anytime you and I want to take a step forward, we, like we're going to have to give something up. We can't expect God to grant all of our wishes. And still just remain in the same place. It doesn't work like that. There's a level of commitment in us walking this out. Uh, Joyce Meyer uh, talks about sacrifice and, and, and she quotes and she says, You will always have to give up something you have to get what you want. That's sacrifice, deep roots, inner strength that you and I can walk through. And so let me challenge you uh, just for a moment. If there is something in your life right now that you won't give up, that probably is the limiting factor in your life right now. Whatever it is, if you look at it, if it's the same thing that you, you find yourself in this crazy cycle time and time again, you struggle with it and you're not giving up, you're not making changes, then it's possible that that has become a stronghold in your life or it's become an idol that you're holding in front of God. Is it okay for me to say that? Is it okay for me to say something strong like that, preach a little bit, uh, and this message get up in your face? Because I, I, even saying that, I'm so thankful that we have access to God, we have confidence that we come before him, and we can be thankful that we're not on our own. We're facing that struggle, that sacrifice, we maybe even are suffering, and God is there in our midst, and God wants our the very best for us. If we allow that to penetrate our, our mind, our heart, our soul, all that we are, I think it changes us. And Paul even continues and, and expounds even on a deeper level in verse 18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And so the second point that I want to share with you is this aspect of limitless love. I mean, Do you understand how big this is? I mean, do you understand? Can can we even grasp the magnitude of God's love when he's talking about this? I mean, we're talking about this is bigger than the dream house that you've always wanted. This is bigger than the vacation that, 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 that you're saving for. This is bigger than the next promotion that you're trying to get. This is deeper than the ocean and wider than the expanse of the entire universe. That's what Paul is talking about when he explains God's love. And he even goes into this on a deeper level, so we can hopefully get it. In verse 19, he continues. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. So Paul wants us to experience something that we can't explain. I mean, think about it. His, God's love is, is so wide, so deep, so, so magnificent, so amazing that we can't describe it. There's no way to describe it. I, I've talked with uh, people before that have gone to some really cool places, you know, around the globe. Uh, it's like Seven Wonders of the World type places where if somebody goes to Niagara Falls and, and they go, Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It's incredible. I, just, I, I can't even put into words to describe it. Or, or you go to the Grand Canyon, right? And you just, you're going, oh, this, it just was staggering to just stand there and look at it. There's no words that can describe it. I had a really wonderful opportunity uh, to, to be on the top of Mauna Kea. Uh, it's a dormant volcano that's about 14 million miles up in the sky. And like you're standing up there. And we were above the clouds. I, I literally felt like we could touch the stars. You're so high. It's like the oxygen is thin. And it just is like I felt closer to heaven. It, there's no way to describe like the feeling. And, and to know God's love is more than just information that we can pass on to other people. I mean, the, the only way that we can truly understand God's love is that we would remove our human limitations, uh, where, where we surrender our lives, we, we relinquish control, everything that we are, over to the Lord to experience his fullness. I mean, Paul says very clearly, you can't explain it. There's no way that you can fully understand it. And so he's talking about our head where we try and it tries to make sense in our head and there's, it's impossible. And so he's saying, you've got to experience it. And I hope like, that you have. I mean, if you've experienced God pouring out his love on you, like that's something that we just, it's undeniable. And so the love that Christ gives for us, it surpasses knowledge uh, far beyond. And so we can't let the limitations of our own humanness and our own mind to prevent us from walking in that fullness that he's talking about, to, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and the plan that God has for us. And there's two final verses that I want to use as we close up this message. And and it's verse 20 and 21. It says, Now all glory, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Like these verses are amazing. Paul desperately, desperately wants the church to know, to experience, to feel God's power, to to know him as father, to feel his love, so that we can experience that in our lives, that that might come out Uh, from from the fullness of the Holy Spirit come out in our lives and spill onto other people that other people might see it that other people might experience it that God would get glory as a result of our life that they might come to know Him and I gotta be honest like I want that for you too like if you've experienced that you know exactly what I want that for every single person because it changes us like it grabs us it grips us it, it changes the way we think it changes the way we live and so as Paul is wrapping up this, t- this chapter 3 talking about our identity, he, he's ex- talking explicitly about God's love for us, God being our Heavenly Father, and how, how, how expansive His love is that we might experience it. And so one of the questions I just, like I have to ask is, have you experienced God's love in your life? Because one of the ways that God showed His love for us was that he sent Jesus? God willingly sent his son to pay the penalty for you and I. There is no greater love than for a person to lay down their life for another person. And that's what Jesus did. God knew that's what was required. And so, I, have you experienced Christ's love for you? And, and I just, I would ask, like anybody here in the auditorium, or if you're watching, you know, online, like, have you experienced Christ's love for yourself? And it, it's possible maybe you have, and you, but you know things aren't right and things need to change and turn around. Uh, but maybe you never have. And so maybe today's the day. Right now is the moment where God is intervening with you. The power of the Holy Spirit's coming in. Maybe you, you feel some goosebumps or you're going, I feel like He's talking to me, and I am. And God is, is speaking to you specifically because he came to show you his love. And so, but it takes a response out of us to take that step where we have to acknowledge and, and fully say, yes, God, I, I know Jesus is your son. I know he died for me. And God it requires us to confess our sins and believe in him and lay everything else aside and follow Christ. And so if you're here in the auditorium and you know you need to do that or you know, you, you know this is a step, that you need to take. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and I would just ask that you would pray along with me. Maybe you repeat this prayer after me or uh, adopt these words as your own but God looks at our heart. He knows what's going on and He wants to intervene in your life that you would experience the power of His Holy Spirit and His love. And so if that's you, maybe you pray along with me right now. Go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes and pray along with me. Maybe you say something like, God, I know I need you. God, I'm desperate for you in my life. I I hear these verses and these words of scripture about your love for me and and i and i felt disconnected so lord i pray that you would intervene right now in my life Uh, god that you would show yourself faithful and i thank you that you have by sending jesus and so jesus right now i put my faith in you i i declare that i need you i'm desperate for you i don't want to carry this shame and guilt around any longer, but I ask that you would forgive me, that you would restore me, and I ask that you would allow me to follow you, God, that, that I would make, that you would become Lord over my life, and that you would empower me and fill me up, that I would be changed and made new, that I might live a life to follow you forever. And Father, I just want to pray a, a, just an a incredible blessing. Lord, over our people, over our church. Lord, you are our Father, and you're amazing. We read your verses on what you say to us, and God, we just want to experience it. Would you be willing to pour out your spirit on us, your loving power, your unlimited grace, your unlimited love that you pour out on us, that we would experience that as we walk, as we make decisions, as we live, as we go about our day, as we go about our work week, as we parent at home, or as we make, make decisions at work, or that we would constantly be in your presence and experiencing you like never before. We long for you. We're desperate for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you made a decision to follow after Jesus, uh, we, we would love to, to know about it. We, we, this is a, a decision where, you know, it, it's not a journey that you're meant to travel alone. Uh, I, I opened up this this passage of scripture talking about the church The church is, is designed to be in unity together And so if you made Christ your Lord and Savior or You're online If you could do us a favor and, and just type in the comments Like I said yes to Jesus Or go to gracechurch.life And click I said yes So that way we can know about it Because we want to join in with you On this journey together uh, And if you're here in the auditorium We'd love to have you stop by the Connection Center But this is a big deal I hope that this message this, this passage of scripture Just grabbed a hold of your heart and allowed you to connect with our Heavenly Father. And just one final Happy Father's Day to all the dads, and and I'm excited about what God has for you. Let's continue to worship the Lord. Go ahead and stand, and, and we'll close with a song.